Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Okay. That's the straightest answer I can give, I'm afraid. I was told to give it the sisters who wished it, just like anyone who wishes to have the priest. See, the the difference between uh, the restored branch of Jesus Christ and lots of the organisations in the Restoration, and especially the LDS churches, uh, priesthood isn't an automatic right. You don't just get it when you turn an age. Okay. Um, So uh, those sisters that wish to have the priesthood uh, given the ironic priesthood, that's just because that's what I was told to give them. Okay. All right. Um, someone's asked a question. Uh, where, and I think this is it's an interesting question because this week BYU are being investigated by the FBI for their treatment of LGBTQ students in the past and the way that they have gone about um, disciplining them for breaking the BYU honor code for being uh, LGBTQ. Uh, I guess, where do you stand on? that in the the restored branch of christ is it have you done what the lds church has done and split the atom by saying um on one hand you can have same-sex attraction and that's not a sin it's okay we're not discriminating i'm not asking you to admit discrimination either by the way um and on the other hand the action is the sin um so they're they're playing this politically correct game of um because they want the numbers don't they so where where do you stand on that i mean it's a very tricky issue these days politically uh um from a purely religious spiritual point of view and from a branch point of view um uh, we we don't we don't uh, uh, for instance i wouldn't we wouldn't give uh the priesthood to lgbtq uh members members um uh how do i put this without sounding really mean because i'm not really mean i don't want to sound really mean um Mate, just, it, it's it's there's no beating around the bush tonight um we're both going to be straight and play this with a straight bat so well, then, then the answer would be we consider homosexuality in any form to be a sin uh but i wouldn't stop them from like uh coming and 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 looking and 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 uh you know attending a meeting i wouldn't i wouldn't do any of that but uh um we would consider that that to be sinful okay um i think the politest way i can put it okay i've been corrected by dj norman that it's the education department investigating byu not the fbi um but for me any American with a badge and a gun is the FBI because I grew up watching Hollywood. I think, um, I think it's one of those issues that the LDF Church have, 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 have gone like, well, we need to hedge our bets on this here. Yeah. Uh, so let's hedge a little bit. And, and I would say, well, I'm not hedging. This, this, is, what we, this is what we say. This is what we believe. So. Okay. Where do you stand on the word of wisdom, Doug Vincent asks? Well, pretty clearly, pretty clearly. The word of wisdom isn't given by way of commandment. So it shouldn't be something that is necessary, as it is in the LDS Church, for uh, salvation or uh, uh, what is it? Temple worship they do there or whatever. I don't know. Skull. Yeah, I mean, if you, it's not. It's it, we we look at that as as a as a voluntarily as a voluntary code. It's not something we rigidly enforce. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I would tell people don't smoke. <laughs> it's pretty bad for you, um, you know. And don't don't try not to do that. Try and live healthily, yeah. But it's not something that we we attach uh, membership to or 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 anything of that nature. Or so, or definitely not salvation to. So. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to start with the difficult stuff. If you need to top up your drink, call someone in because it's about to go rough. I'm joking. It's not. A... <laughs> Plural marriage, polygamy. Okay. Now, we stand diametrically opposed on the issue. Your what? What's your stance on polygamy? Pretty simple, really. With with regards to Joseph. With regards to Joseph, pretty simple. Um, 
that Joseph wasn't a polygamist, didn't didn't uh, partake of any of those activities. Okay, and even in is it later in the book of Rayanek, the king, um, who is a bad lad, uh, one of his evil deeds is polygamy. Yeah, I don't know if he uses the word polygamy, but yeah, he takes many wives. Yeah, takes many wives. Yeah, um, so that's where you stand on polygamy. I would stand on the other side of the coin and say there's uh, lots of evidence to the contrary. So, um, but we know we know uh, where you are. We're not here to argue that point. We're not here to argue any points. But that's not what mm-hmm. tonight's about. It's not a polygamy episode. Um, this is an interesting one that I think uh, I've learned some. The temple ceremony. So you still do practice um, a temple ceremony, if you can tell yeah. us about it. It's not secret. No, no, no. It's not secret. Um, we, we, we basically um, practice the, the ordinance of washing and anointing that Joseph um and the early brethren partook of uh in the upper rooms of the kirtland temple um and and that's just a simple process of 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 washing one's body clean feet washing and then uh anointing one's head with oil and having a blessing that's as far as it goes that's it and it's not secret uh uh, i i freely discuss that with anybody uh there's nothing in there that that that's secret or what do they say sacred <laughs> so, yeah well if so you my... wanted to do a temple ordinance of ours you could you could do that you might have no problem with it um i wouldn't need nobody needs a special recommend or a pass or anything to get in so. okay well my question would be then apologies to everyone in the chat love face is um just a bot that keeps coming back this evening for some reason thank you to alana for um kicking them out so uh, sorry matthew it's just some random bot keeps spamming the uh the chat with lots of uh horrible things i'm sure so the temple ceremony as you described it is from the kirtland temple okay um yes the Narvu temple ceremony yeah. Yes. So there was a Masonic lodge in Nauvoo right. where Joseph became a Freemason. And on the 4th of May, now correct me if you, because I'm sure you've already looked at this, etc. 1842, on the second floor of the Red Brick store, um, right. he conducted the ceremony in two phases. First, as you said, was the washing and anointing um, and clothing in the garment. And then there was a testing and instruction section um, that was the story of Adam and Eve and, uh, and some of the, uh, I guess, Masonic rituals. Um, yeah. So they, they called it the anointed quorum. Supposedly. They did. Yeah. Where do you stand on that? Is that you just don't think it happened? No, no, not no, no. I don't. I don't. Uh, for me to for me to accept that that happened, then uh, I'd have to accept that uh, spiritual wifery happened and polygamy happened, and that Joseph Smith wasn't who he purported to be. So no, okay, it so it's all back together in kind of okay. yeah, because that. That anointed core and meeting basically becomes the basis of your LDS temple temple endowment service. Okay. So another, we're still on Joseph, but we're almost done with Joseph. You'll be happy to uh, to know. <laughs> the Council of Fifty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jo- Joseph being king of the world. Yeah. I'm king of the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um. Are you re-establishing that. the political uh, council? De- no, no, no. no. I, I, don't, I don't plan on being president of the world anytime soon. I've got enough no. to worry about. Okay, right then. <laughs> um, so now we're going to move and 
this will be different for a lot of people. It was different for me when I saw this. Um, there's recently been a documentary produced by Justin Griffin, and uh, and you can find it on um, YouTube and Vimeo, and I will post a link to it as well. And I've just taken a short five-minute section from it, and this depicts uh, a version of what could have happened in Carthage Jail. Justin's done, uh, it's a, it's a feature-length, documentary so definitely go and watch it um to get all of the information i've just taken the conclusion the juicy bit to show tonight because we've we've not got time to watch it all um but sit back for five minutes and enjoy um this if anyone needs a toilet or to get a drink um now's your shot tens of hours researching what happened reading all of the documents, reading all of the reports. I've consulted with 20 different people, including two forensic detectives. I reconstructed the entire set to match exactly the measurements of that room at Carthage. The three main theories that we've covered, which are from the Lyons brothers, Sam Weston, and from Gary Smith. I want to know who really killed Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram? What really happened in those two to three minutes at Carthage? Let me show you what I think happened. Stop. 
Polish Nikes. So we had there, let me just hide that quickly. We had there third president of the Utah church, John Taylor, um, execute Hiram Smith. Um, he then got in a pistol fight with Joseph, who was then finished off by Willard Richards, uh, the man from behind the door. And that's a new one to me. You know, uh, it's, and and I guess that would fit with your. Would you say that Brigham Young orchestrated that, or? Well, uh, unfortunately, that narrative isn't new to me. I've learned, I've known about that narrative for many many years, um, and there are wonderful books written about that narrative um, that I I could plug tonight. Um, Yes, for me, the orchestrator of the death of Joseph Smith was certainly Brigham Young. Um, obviously, he wasn't in the room, and he used he used two people who um, who didn't need to be there um, to 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 do the job. I think. I mean, I don't know exactly if it if the documentary if that part of the documentary is really accurate, but I think that's probably how how. It, uh, roughly went down. I certainly think John Taylor lied in his in his uh, in his account, and Willard Richard definitely lied in his account. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, I have no problem believing Brigham Young could orchestrate that. Okay. Well, following the death of Joseph Smith, obviously uh, the restoration did shatter, um, and you have Brigham go off to the the Utah church who he did change a lot of things um he did change the structure of the church and artificially um elevated himself in that structure um to eventually be head honcho but there were people that stayed that could have um perpetuated the restoration uh so there is talk of a blessing that joseph smith gave to joseph smith the third um, that he would be a successor. And there's also a, James Strang, yep. who had a set of plates and witnesses uh, and, and revealed the sealed per- portion of the Book of Mormon. Right. Why are none of these movements, why didn't they succeed, if you know what I mean, Joseph? Not well, why didn't they, not why didn't right, they succeed. Is- that yeah, I mean that's that's the loaded word, isn't it? Succeed, but um, why weren't they the successors? Well, I don't, I don't see. I don't subscribe to the fact that uh, any of them were successors. I think there were more success successful organisations. Look, if you're measuring success, the LDS Church is miles out there. I mean, success-wise, if you if you're talking about members, money, buildings, they are by far and away the best success story in the planet. Oh, no, right? I, I I think we've got a crossword. I mean, um, not a success as in like, yay, they won. I mean, like a success or like. No, I don't think. No, I don't think there was a successor. Okay. Um, I don't think any of those organisations were a successor to the early church. Um. I just don't. I just think the saints have proven themselves, um, uh, unworthy and inadequate. And um, I believe okay. that, that, that that there was no success, no no, no successor. I mean, these 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 branches and these organisations set up, and I have no I have no doubt at all that some truth is is involved in them. But I don't call them successors to Joseph in any way, shape, or form. You know, or, we're not a successor to Joseph Smith. We're, we're trying to build upon that, but we're not successors. Uh, okay. That's a wrong. I think that's the wrong way to look at the restoration. But anyway, that's just my. Well, I mean, we've been we we were all brought up with the Book of Mormon, where it goes father to son, father to son. If you know what I mean, there was always a almost a a a royal a lineal lineal succession in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, that can be proved. So that that was why I guess you've got this um, mindset of that there would be a successor whether it was think, the son or someone else. I mean, I think Joseph Smith certainly gave his son a blessing. So I, have, I have very, very close friends of mine who are 
uh, a part of the the now splintered RLDS church. Um, and, and they're exceptional friends of mine. And um, I just disagree that they believe that Joseph Smith III was the guy who was supposed to do it. I, I don't. Uh, but we still have a fantastic relationship. We still talk. Um, I think Joseph gave him a blessing. I just don't think he gave him what people consider to be a a successor's lineal blessing. I just don't think that happened. Okay. Regardless of what people say. Right then. Um, okay. Well, we're gonna. So we're gonna start coming around now to the Book of Jarinek. Um And I think before we get to the Book of Jarinek, so the Book of Jarinek came out in two thousand seven. It's not a movie yet, um, no. <laughs> but it um, it was published in 2007 and the book itself starts at the Tower of Babel. So yeah. I think an, an important thing to understand is the state of the world at the Tower of Babel. So we have um well just a simple question is how old's the earth what was creation for you what is is it well i'm a creationist i'm a creationist guy i'm afraid uh i believe in god and i believe the creation story so um uh, Boo. I don't know what, I don't know <laughs> no that's fine i'm not um i believe in evolution <laughs> Uh, but yes, so you are with the six literal days um, that there were no pre-Adamites. Definitely not. No. Um, and I think that that was a big sticking point for me because I really got kind of stuck on the fact that I felt scientifically there was proof for pre-Adamites. So my mm -hmm. question was, were those people just, were the bodies of Adam and Eve just the first ones that God put spirits into? Um, and that was my cognitive dissonance trying to do some mental gymnastics into remaining at church and uh, still believing everything I'd, I'd been brought up on. Um, but it just it didn't work out. So the flood. Yeah. I've got this lovely um, picture, not of the flood. We don't have any pictures of the flood, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for anyone who did seminary, you'll recognize this. You know it? So this is just the basic chronology of the Old Testament that I think is it's useful to us because we can now pinpoint where Jaronet comes in. Right. Um, so we can see here you've got um, Adam and descendants. And then the Old Testament gives us the flood um, around 200 or 2350 BC. Right. So we're talking, we're talking about four and a half thousand years ago. Okay. Right. Yeah. So are you, what, what sort of flood, local flood, global flood? No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a global flood guy. Global flood. So yeah. literally eight people left. Um, and then following the flood, we have... Uh, I, I, I don't... Uh, well, yeah, okay, go on. Go, go on. on, no, go on. If you got... uh, uh, the, the, I, I do part company with some of my fellows on this. Uh, I... Oh, how do I put this? I don't believe that Noah was the only one that survived that flood. I believe oh, is... he's the only one the Old Testament speaks about surviving that flood, but the Old Testament is only is only a record from a certain point of view of history. Well, that that would bring me to another question because if there were, um... so the Garden of Eden had, mm -hmm. is in Jackson County, Missouri, according to Mormonism. Are you still with that? Yeah. Um, yep. So Noah was in Jackson County, Missouri. He was on the waters for nine months, mm -hmm. uh, landed in Turkey, and then the Tower of Babel pops up in modern-day Iraq. Right. Uh, that's, that's like 50, say, 100 years later to be generous. Right. Um, 
and that's where we find the beginning of the book of Jeronak, which is where we're going to go now, everybody. I know everyone's waiting an hour for it. Sorry, guys. We're gonna, <laughs> we are getting um, to the crux of this now. So the book of Jeronak um, in 2007, mm -hmm. you went outside and there was a box on the floor. No, you tell me the story. Okay, so uh, we had the, the the records delivered in September of uh, 2006. Okay. In the box. Uh, in the box. Tiny, tiny little box. It wasn't like a big box. It was tiny, tiny little box. Okay, I've done an artist impression of the box. Let oh, yeah. Me, uh, let me. You, you tell me how accurate I am, all right? Okay. Now, this is this is like me wasting my time in photoshop <laughs> here's the box and the reason i put the stars on is because there is a a, a revelation later um yeah. published about the box from phil uh, philip gill second elder um in november 2021 about yeah. the the stars on the box representing the five houses of jeronak and yeah. the uh, smaller stars representing their attributes but yeah. was i even close uh like half that size, half that size. Well, it was a tiny box, a tiny box. But yeah, okay. I suppose it wasn't that color. It was really, 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 really dark, dark brown. But yeah, that was it was a, a very tiny, very tiny box. Uh, Just on the doorstep. Uh, well, uh, we. Are, I have to be clear here because I didn't see the records get delivered i was upstairs uh okay. the first i saw of the records were in my father's hand in the hallway downstairs and i was told uh by my father and by uh my wife uh what they discovered so as far as that goes um i didn't witness that personally uh, okay. My father took the box. My father, my wife opened the door. She she was go. We were we were about to go home. She opened the door, and she she saw this box on the on the 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 foot the, the doorstep. Yeah. And and obviously she was like Phil, you know. Uh, so he came and picked it up. My my dad does say uh, that he saw he saw uh, someone in a, a purple robe walking away so uh, okay but um, i didn't see i didn't see that i didn't see any of that okay well in the box were uh 24 plates of copper yeah brass yeah brass are the other yeah. ones uh, and 10 copper plates yeah i'm there yeah yeah and the and the 24 plates Held the uh, history and story of the time of Jerinak, Jerinak, and yep. the ten the templates held the religious practices of right. um, Jerinak. So, yes, um, and the uh, the engravings were written in Adamic, yes, um, because they came from the Tower of Babel. Yeah, and you translated them. Uh, using these translators again, artist impression. Um, these spectacles mm -hmm. uh, were they anything like that? No. Uh, <laughs> no it, was, it was worth a stab in the dark, wasn't it? What What were they like? Um, I don't know. Um, well, firstly, they were huge, like okay, big round, and they were joined together. Uh, by like a, I don't know if you've ever seen an old pair of like medieval glasses with a, like an arch, like a like an arch in the middle. Okay. Um, yeah, go on. And yeah, um, but they were big, and they had um, markings and engravings on them. Uh, the middle was wrapped in leather. Uh, um, that's pretty much it, really. Did you ever think that? That someone had just left you, like was taking the mick, and had left you uh, a uh, like Lord of the Rings. 
Like no. you, you were looking around thinking, um, come on, guys. <laughs> no, because, um, I mean, yeah, no, because um, previously to getting the, 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 the plates, we had been called to Stonehenge in August of that year um, to, to go to Stonehenge. Um, and we received information at Stonehenge that confirmed to us that the records will be delivered at, at, a, at a certain point at a certain time. So for me, for me anyway, it was, it was just a natural uh, uh, process. Uh, and I knew, I knew, I knew what they, I knew that they were special the moment I helped them. So you no were, is the answer. Yep. You were expecting them. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, um, nobody else knew anything about it. So. Oh, fair, fair dues. So what? Well, if we just flick back across, we've got the uh, Yerinak here. This is not, not my artist's impression. This is your artist's impression um, yeah. of Yerinak engraving yeah. the plates there yeah. um, at his nice Chippendale desk. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like we, about that picture. We really. want to talk to your artist. Uh, uh, about, we, don't use that. That. we don't use that guy anymore. So. No, and, uh, no. and the, the candles are interesting. And the books. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Jerinak is sat in an old library <laughs> somewhere uh, down in London, yeah. and uh, he's just nipped forward in the future to take a photo. Right. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> so the translation process. This yes. is what we want to understand. So here we're pictured mm -hmm. Joseph Smith's translation process. We know the LDS Church has purported this fantasy for yeah. many years. Yeah. about the Urim and Thummim and the fact that oh, he did it from the plates when we know from contemporary accounts now from uh, Emma, Martin Harris, that sometimes the plates were in the forest um, and not, not even in the building. And right. that Joseph used the rock in the hat, uh, the, the seer stone that he'd previously used for other things. Um, so Joseph didn't need the plates, did you? Um, it's not a competition either. I'm not. Uh, that no, sounded no, like no. it came out as like, a challenge, but no, I had the plates all the time. Okay. But there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't a point where they weren't there. So. Okay. So did you? Was it just at the kitchen table? Uh, was, you sat around. It was. At, it was at the dining room table. In the dining room, there was myself present, uh, Phil, and another gentleman was present, and um, the plates were on view. They were there, so. Okay. I would speak. They would write. If I was going too fast, they'd say, "Slow down." Can you repeat what you just said? Go back a line. Don't understand that. Uh, there'd be times in the translation process where I wouldn't understand. I I wouldn't understand what they were trying to communicate. So I would see something, like a, um, a scene of an event, and I would describe the scene of the event, and they would write that down. Um, so yeah okay so you literally see through the translators yeah uh the engravings would they change i'm, I'm just okay, trying so, to imagine yeah, yeah so basically uh i would put the translators on <clears throat> and um going from right to left um a, a word or a phrase would appear above at a, a, at the symbol, whatever the symbol was, uh, in in English or the closest English comparison to it. Okay. Now I'm I'm devil's advocate again. Why didn't you take a photo? <laughs> I've been asked that so many times. Like you, you could it, it would have been a slam dunk to yeah. have like, and, and the the to have a sample of Adamic of the actual engravings, you know, even if you, Joseph, we've, we've got some impressions of what reformed Egyptian was apparently. Um, but in this, I say this day and age, you know, with cameras everywhere and different things. What did it never cross your mind to uh, document it in that way? No, it never crossed my mind to whip out my camera phone because we're talking about 06 here, so it's really early. But no, it never occurred to me to whip out a digital camera or anything and take a photo. Just like it didn't occur to me when Moroni or Raphael was there to say, hang on a minute, I just want to take a photo just to prove I've seen an angel. Right. Uh, no, 
just didn't have, just didn't have, just didn't it didn't occur to me it just wasn't something i was you know in the mind to do so okay uh so uh there were three of you there uh yeah. two scribes and you yeah. as translator yeah. there are the witnesses of the scribes in the front of the book of Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, and there's the witness of um, your mother. Yeah. This one threw me a little bit because <laughs> uh, in the witness from your mum, she says that um, that your that Philip asked her to put a cloth over her face. Right. right. And then she could feel the translators and the plates. Right. Was that a, like a commandment or? Um, no, no, no. I mean, uh, firstly, when we had the plates, I wasn't told to. I wasn't told to show them to anybody other than the people that were going to be involved with the, the translation process. Okay. And then, of course, and of course, those closest to you know family and and people, they go, well, you know, what are they? Can we see them? And um, all I was told was that they they. My mum, my mum could hold them and feel them, and but she, she wasn't permitted to see them. Uh, I don't know if it's, well, I know it wasn't exactly as she wrote down in her testament. She put a cloth over it. It sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? Uh, it wasn't like that. Uh, she just wasn't allowed to see them, okay. uh, but she could feel them and handle them and touch them, but she just wasn't allowed to see them. Um, at that period. Okay, so. Plates in the box, translators in the box, anything else? Dust. No, there's the two sets of plates and the translators. That's it. Okay. So you did the translation, and then where did the plates go then? Well, we kept. Well, we did. We kept hold of the plates, obviously, until all the work was done, which took about ten Sundays. So we finished in like the December of '06, because we only translated on a Sunday. So after after meetings and stuff. So um, during that period, the, the the plate stayed with my dad. Um, I wasn't comfortable uh, like transporting them in the car and stuff. So we decided to just leave them with my dad, and he would he would take care of them and you know, until we did the translating on the Sunday. And after the translation was done. Um, they weren't kept for very long until they were till they were taken. Okay. By by the angel. Okay. Raphael. Yes, they were taken by okay. Raphael. Okay. Right then. Well, let's get to the uh, <laughs> the the story or the account as written by uh, Jarinek upon the 24 plates now uh we're talking the tower of babel so we're talking uh the time that the jaredites were um and they had now all right <laughs> i'm gonna say this it shouldn't sound disrespectful disrespectful but at any point did you start drawing parallels as we go through this bit of the story yeah. my mind goes to so many parallels with the book of mormon or other things yeah. At any point, did you think, no, this is this is too like the same or? Well, <laughs> if you read the narrative uh, in the book of Jaronic, uh, Aronic, the the father of the of, of the nation, he knows the brother of Jared. Yes. And they meet, and they meet, and they go to the tower. So it. I mean, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't like scream out to me at the time. Oh, this is very similar. It's just that I. I just naturally thought well, if they know each other, then this makes sense that it would be similar. This this little bit. Um, so okay. well, we'll, there is the answer. We'll see as we go, and uh, okay. and you can. Uh, yeah, I'll okay. I'll point things out. You can point things out. So okay. the the book starts with Aranek, um, Shiblon, Mahonrai, and Jared. So Mahonrai Mariankama was the brother of Jared in the Jaredite account in the Book of Mormon, who yep. originated at the Tower of Babel. Uh, so they call the people of Nimrod to repentance. Um, 
and then they knew that the Lord was going to confound their language. Now, in the book of Jaronek, it says that Aaronek prays that his language won't be confounded, and the Lord spares him, and he spares uh, the people of Mahonrai as well. Right. So, but I was a little confused there because in Ether, it says that uh, Jared prayed to God uh, for the same thing and right. was spared. So right. I was just saying that they were they were all covered um, and sorted. And yeah. we know, but we know that Mahonrai and Jared went one way. Yeah. Ar- Aranek heads with his people north. Um, right. So again, this is my artist's impression, everyone. <laughs> Very hours of work. Um, <laughs> so these lovely footprints uh, show. So we've got the Tower of Babel here in Iraq. Uh, the footprints start heading north um, to the Caucasus Mountains. And they're following a cloud of light. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. is this why they're called the people of the light? Yes. Okay. They're following a cloud of light. And then they get so far. Um, and this cloud, um, the Jesus Christ appears in the cloud. Right. St- sticks out his hand. And in his yeah. hand is yeah. a ball. Um, yeah probably nothing like what i've got here uh but the the ball and then there's a ball inside the ball and on the interior ball are instructions for navigating by the stars right okay yeah the leahona um did that that not jump out to you no no i mean no, okay. I, I, well, it didn't jump out at me like, oh my gosh, it's very simple. No, it just didn't, it didn't, didn't jump out at me like that. Okay. No. Well, they, they, they cross the mountains to the north, and then after they cross the mountains, it all goes a bit pear-shaped. Um, yes. Because we have murmuring. Um, basically, Arunek is leading his people um, to uh, a land that has been promised to them. Um, and the eldest son, Lionek. Now, something to remember that the title I gave this episode was putting necks on the line, and that was kind (laughs) of a a bit of a pun because uh, all of the people at this point uh, have a suffix on their name of neck. Yes. Um, So it's it's definitely um, something that you'll see. Everyone's called neck at this point because it's, it's like... Ragnarsson, or I think you've used in the past Kovacic, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's why. So the real name might be something like Shara, and you yeah. just put the neck on anyway. Right, right. So Lionek um, rebels, and he takes a third of the people to the <sighs> east. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A third right. of the host of heaven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, um, yeah <laughs> he breaks. He breaks Aranek's heart, and Aranek dies at this point. Okay. And uh, Sharonek is called as the new prophet. Right. But pl- plot twist: Sharonek has no tongue. Right. Um. So he has a brother called Hajinek, who is his mouthpiece. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, they're told by the Lord that as they go, they should leave stone monuments to uh, lead lead the way. Yep. Um, and they get a little bit lax in that as they go across uh, okay. Europe for 150 years. Now, that, my, my question was there because I couldn't figure it out. In the book of Jaranek, in chapter... Mm-hmm. Let's have a quick look. Where have I put it? Chapter. Uh, Sorry, everyone. I I am um, getting the thighs of a broken heart. Let's go with chapter three, Um, verse. Get 
to it. Apologies, everyone. I've read so much this week. My mind is uh, <laughs> full to the brim. So chapter three. Uh, strange and mysterious lands to the west. Where is it? Let me find. Five hundred horses. Okay. Behold. Uh, so, sorry. Chapter four. Yeah. Um. Verse two. Yeah. So, uh, the people of Aranek journeyed westward for many years, and Sharonek and Hajinek uh, had many children, even 30 between them. Yeah. And then, behold, Sharonek and Hajinek, in the 150th year, gathered the people mm -hmm. together on the shores of the sea, the land westward. Right. So, my question was, what is that 150th year from? Uh the way I understand it, it's the 150th year from them um, leaving the tower. Okay. So, um, what the, 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 the confusing thing about the book of Jeronek, and, and, and to be fair, you know, I translated it and some of it's still very mysterious to me, um, is I get the impression from reading it that. They measured time slightly differently to us. I don't know how or why or in, in what manner, but I, I, I well, I know they did. They measured time differently to the way we measure a 24-hour day or, or a 12-month year. Okay. I was going to say because uh, the children of Israel have got nothing on uh, Sharon yeah. and his gang yeah. because 100, yeah, I mean, 150 years to cross Europe. It, yeah, if if you're asking me whether it took them literally 150 years as we understand it today, I would probably say no. Okay, fair enough. So they um, they get to the west coast of France in Brittany yep. Um, yep. at Carnac, um, and if just look quickly here, you can see <laughs> a stone monument um, that you say they left behind. These mm -hmm. standing stones at Carnac. Um, and they were left in place of the forest that they cut down to build their ships. Mm -hmm. um, but here in Karnak, so they're here for a little while in Karnak, um, and Jesus visits, yep. and he blesses Sharonek to never taste death. Yes. So we have another immortal on our hands. Um, yep. And he also blesses Hajinek to die poor kid mm -hmm. yeah. um, but, um, I think he's ill anyway if you, if, if you look closely I think Hajinek's ill anyway he is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he, he already says I think before that he's he's on his last legs in yeah. fact no in fact what happened was um, Hajinek couldn't use his arms or legs or speak and for that reason mm -hmm. Sharonek couldn't speak because he didn't have a tongue. Right. Uh, so for two years, the prophet couldn't speak. Then Jesus came, uh, blessed Hajinek to be able to speak briefly before he was to expire, and right. then blessed Sharonek to have a tongue so that he could then speak. Right. Um, I told you, I've read it. <laughs> um, and uh, so then, but Jesus, uh, I guess, prophesies here, the pre-mortal Jesus, he says mm -hmm. to Sharonek, who will never taste death, that yeah. um, you will be at my birth with gold at my right. first coming and that yeah. you will be at my second coming on the Mount of Olives so right. that he will he will uh, never taste death all the way to the second coming. Yeah. Um, so and eventually later in the story, Sharonek does leave um, to go east, uh, which would fit with going to uh, the birth of Christ eventually. But as well... I've heard mention from yourself that you thought there were Nephites at the birth of Christ. Yes, I do, yeah. yeah. How'd they get there? The Nephites? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. I, I've no idea. I mean, I think, uh, um, if you, I mean, it depends, you know, 
obviously this is all relevant if you believe the Book of Mormon is true. I certainly think the three Nephites, uh, not the three Nephites, what am I talking about? I was going to say they're after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly, yeah, not the three Nephites. I'm talking, I'm thinking of somebody else in the Book of Mormon. I can't put my hands on. Um, I certainly think there were people from the Book of Mormon anyway that were at the okay. birth of Christ at some point. Um, okay. How they, got there, how they got there, I have no idea. Well, let's fast forward slightly. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, they, the Lord tells them to cut a thousand logs. They right. murmur, and the Lord does what he does best and tells them, right, you sh shut up, cut 2,000 logs now. So they cut down <laughs> the whole forest, and they, yeah. they build these ships. But before they build them, an angel appears to teach them how to build the ships. The angel brings back the orb um and a mitre yeah um, that is uh, that's a mitre yeah um people have asked me what this is before i think it was a stick to measure length and width with um i have never seen i i did, when i was translating i didn't see or have an experience of what that might look like but i i get the impression from the text that it was a, a stick of some sort to measure length and width and to okay. measure width somehow. Okay, okay. So, well, the ships were 100 meters long um, and uh, they set sail. Now, do you remember the story of the journey of the Nephites or Lehi and his family across the sea? Yeah. All right? Yeah. They tie up Nephi and Nephi... <laughs> yeah. The Leahona stops working and right. Nephi has to go up top and plead with the Lord um, yeah. and calms the storm. The people of the light go for 10 days with good wind. Yeah. And then the wind stops. Yeah. Sharonek goes up on top. Right. Um, and pleads with the Lord. Why have you yeah. abandoned us in the sea? Right. Um, the Lord tells him he's not abandoned him, that gave him all the tools. So he holds up the orb, yeah. and the, the orb then spins and shows to go northeast, which yeah. is this random course correction that I've got in, um, yeah. heading northeast um, to where they, they land in the, the sacred isle. Um, yeah. And then the story continues from there. So they yeah. would have landed there around probably... If they left 2500 BC, I know we're, we're only counting in the, the years that we can count in because we don't yeah, know sure. what they counted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the story goes on from there. Yeah. So it's. There are striking. For someone who only knows the Book of Mormon, yeah. when I was reading it, if I'd have taken the names. And the places out, I could have been reading the Book of Mormon, right? If you know what I mean, the language and different things. But that's, you know, I said I was going to play with the straight bat. Yeah. Um, that's where I got to. I just thought it just felt like um, felt very familiar. If you know what I mean. Right. Um, right. There were some parts where I thought that was from the temple um and you i guess it could be that you know oh oh god hear the words of my mouth was um oh, what adam yeah. said yeah you i know? never thought of the temple never thought of that still no. well it's, it's just because i'm reading it from the point of view i mean for you if you were reading it through translators it's very yeah. different isn't it um yeah. i'm just reading it from a layman's point of view um yeah. who was kind of grown up in that milieu mm -hmm. um but yeah so the book of jaronek is finished in 2007 yeah and then we move on fast forward to 2015 ah oh, yeah yeah but uh someone is blessed to not taste death until they have delivered the record yeah who's that that's uh Ryanick. that's the son of jaronek 
There we go. Yes. So did he deliver the record? Because it was, the, it was the one in the one in twenty fifteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah saw him, took the record from him personally. Okay, and that was on. I know we discussed before, kind of a parchment. Um, did, yeah, did... yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not paper. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I would describe it as very leathery feel. Yeah, like a, a vellum. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not paper. Yeah, the closest okay. I can think. I'm, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but the closest I can think of it would look is, is parchment, which yeah. is made up of lots of the different things. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So um, that came in 2015. And yeah. was was the translation process, I guess, the same as previous? Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't think there was any. There were, it was me again. There was two people. Uh, yeah, it was exactly the same. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing. There was nothing different. I'm just I'm trying back. to wrap my brain because it's a long no, time since things happened. So, yeah, but no, no, nothing was different at all. Exactly the same. Okay, cool. And that went back um, with Ray and Eck again. After it was, uh, come on, after it was translated and, yeah. and finished and stuff, yeah. Who could presumably now lay down and die? Could presumably, yeah. I've Poor got chap. no evidence for that, but yeah. Poor he chap. could presumably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor lad. He'd been waiting all these years. I know. Oh, um, what's he been up to? Yeah. I know, but the so okay. <laughs> there were other people in the UK when they got there. Yes. So we, there's there's no, you know, argument against DNA and different things like that. Um, <laughs> the Mormon Church for two hundred years, whatever it might be, you know, everyone was a Lamanite. Pacific Islanders were Lamanites and different things, right, right. and DNA came along and they changed their mind. Um, yeah. But we've, we've not got that problem here um, because it was a milieu of uh, different tribes and lineages. Anyway, yeah. um, in the book, there's at least there's at least three distinctive separate people groups that it mentions in the book, and four four actually if you count Lionx. Yeah. And it mentions um, a library of yes. one of these people. Now, the library in, of Nimbo. Yeah. It's, it speaks in the book about yourself, um, the servant mm -hmm. that will um, mm -hmm. come before the second coming. Um, right. And it, it speaks about you <clears throat> being the one to translate uh, those records. Right. So is there more to come? Well, as I said the other day, it's a it's a it's a continual, ongoing process. Um, there, I mean, un, unlike the Book of Mormon, where you know there is an actual stop date, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Joseph didn't really get anything else, really. Um, it's an ongoing process, an ongoing work. So uh, I've always viewed it that if the Lord has something that He wants us to have that adds to the story and the narrative and the, 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 the culture of these people that it would come forth. So I'm open to the fact that there would be other records or testimonies to come forth. Yes. Okay. Well, there's only one more. So for anyone, um, that wants to go and look, go on the Facebook page for the Restored Branch of Jesus Christ. And I've I've been through loads of it, and there's all different revelations. Um, how many sections have you got in the Doctrine and Covenants now? Now? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. About 200. Okay, and uh, there was only 101 that you, I guess, carried forwards from 1835 edition and supplementary uh revelations in joseph's uh that, right, that, were right. that you felt were provable so yeah. that's 90 ish um yeah. revelations mm -hmm. that you've added mm -hmm. and we're obviously we've not got time to go through all of them 
Um, yeah. But on track uh, with what is going on in the world today, yeah, we've got um, the revelation from the 3rd of July, 2020. And that was the revelation with the angel Uriel. Um, where, and I thought it was interesting because you've got Boris and Trump in there. <laughs> uh, so yeah. correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you, you go to the inside of a tower um, and there's shelves all around. It's a round room. Yeah. And on the shelves, uh, hourglasses. Each yeah. hourglass has a year tag on it. Right. Um, and Angel Uriel takes you to the top. And at the time, obviously, it's 2020. So the yeah. last hourglass has 2020 on it. Yeah. And in the top half of the hourglass is the future. And in the yeah. bottom half of the hourglass is the past. Right. Um, and it was obviously showing the pandemic and different things and mm -hmm. uh, what was going on. Mm -hmm. But I just love that Boris was in it and, uh, <laughs> and Trump was in it wrapped in their flags. And <laughs> no, you, well, you mentioned yeah. you've got you've got the, the commies coming um, and the red flag because yeah. yeah. China is taking over. Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was that was a good one. Um, and there are yeah. more revelations to come. Um, yes. There are revelations that have been received, one by your son that isn't yes. yet published because it's not time yeah. yet, um, which is will be eventually. I only, I, only ever, I only ever publish revelations when mm. people are ready for them to be published, if they're for somebody else. There's okay. a lot of revelations in the doctrine, in our doctrine and covenants that were given to other people. Um, that you know, I ask permission. Is this okay to go in? They go yes or no. And if they say no, it stays out. It's as simple as that. Okay. Awesome. Well, you, you'd be happy to know that's my last uh, page of notes. <laughs> um, I, that that is the grilling. Um, you survived. You are still laughing, and you haven't hung up on me. I'm so still here. I, I would take that as a win. Um, thank you, everyone that has stayed with us. And for everyone who I know people will be watching this over the weekend um, who are at work right now in the United States. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for being with us. But I, I promised myself, um, Matthew, that I would give you this opportunity on Priesthood Dispatches because someone always said to me, what would you say? if you were in a, a lift with one of the 12 or with, with Russell M. Nelson. And I said, I'd turn to them and I'd say, this is your chance uh, to just be real with me and just like say, you know, yeah, it's just a business. I'm not saying yours is just a business, but I'm just saying if you wanted to here on PD, uh, you, can, you can just say, got you. No, I'm not going to do no. that. that would All right. Me. Well, I gave you the chance, you know. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, we weren't, we weren't here to prove who was a prophet, who wasn't a prophet. What we were here to do was to hear from Matthew um, rather than hearing from other people um, about the restored branch of Jesus Christ. And I know that you're a home church um, and that, you know, no one's as big as the megalith that is um, – the LDS Corporation. Um, but as I understand it, you do have members around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have affiliates. I call them affiliates because they they can't come out. They can't come to my home church every week. So they they do their best by listening to the sermons and the lessons, and then talking to me every you know week or keeping in touch and. Um, I've had to handle that very differently to the way you would handle it in a normal organization because, you know, my message isn't just in the UK. It's, it's in America, it's in Australia, it's in Europe, you know. I get people contacting me from everywhere and I can't say to them, oh, yeah, you come to the UK for Sunday. Uh, so um, those who are abroad or not in the UK or can't come, like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a wonderful brother in Preston that's ill that he can't get down here every Sunday. Um, and uh, I, I like to call those affiliate members, really. Okay, yeah, and and that's what uh, Alana was asking. Um, 
I guess how many how many branches and members um you've got, but I'm guessing as it's home church, it's a virtual branch. Oh yeah, it's tiny. Tiny. Yeah. And and you only practice tithing on your surplus. We do, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um PD, I'll take ten percent of everything you've got, but Matthew only takes it on your surplus. Uh, right. which is fantastic. Uh, the LDS church with their 150 billion smackers um, can give me mine back because I need to feed my children first. Yeah, and the money I paid them as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> didn't we all? Okay, well, thank you, Matthew, uh, for being so candid with us this evening, for putting up with me. I know at times it's been two hours and you can have been you could have hung up at any time at one point i really thought you were going to but you you stuck with us um and we got through it so thank you thank you everyone for watching again uh if you do want to contribute to the show uh you can leave a tip using the qr code or the uh, link in the description below but have a great evening have a great weekend and we will see you next week bye everyone